0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to Lakers Nation Live. I am Trevor Lane. The Lakers pick up the win that they needed against the San Antonio Spurs. Nice W for LA. Was it always pretty? No. Were there a few moments where we thought, "Uh oh, the Lakers might actually get into some trouble? Yeah. So it wasn't the most inspiring win ever, ever, but it was a win nonetheless, and we'll take it. And I'll tell you what, there were some really fun moments in this game. So I was excited to see this one. I was excited to see the Wemby against Anthony Davis matchup. And of course, the Lakers taking care of business and getting the win. That was the most important thing. But LeBron had some phenomenal passes in this game. Victor Wembanyama looked great. Boy, is he going to be difficult to deal with into the future? Anthony Davis had some fantastic moments. And the Lakers take care of business and get it done. Yes, if you look at this, as the chat is noting, uh, the final score, the Lakers win by 5, 123-118. If you're watching the game, though, you know what really happened. The Lakers were in cruise control in the fourth quarter, and it got a little close right at the end. The Spurs you know, hit a couple threes late um, to make this thing look closer than it actually was. The Spurs made a little push towards the end of the third. It got a little too close for comfort, but then the Lakers surged ahead again in the fourth and pretty much just cruised the rest of the fourth quarter. Anthony Davis didn't even have to play in that quarter. So even though the final score was the Lakers only winning by five, it was a pretty comfortable fourth quarter for LA AD puts up 28 points and 13 rebounds, 10 of 14 shooting. There were a number of times where AD was just too quick for Victor Wembanyama, despite the insane go, go gadget arms from Wemby AD was just too fast for him. Eight of 10 from the free throw line. Anthony Davis did a nice job enforcing his will down low LeBron James, 30 points, nine assists, seven boards, 13 of 22 shooting. Welcome back. LeBron James was great to see him back out there and get that ball moving. Once again, 28 assists for the Lakers on the night. D'Angelo Russell, kind of a quiet night, but it was a good one. 22 points, six assists, three boards, three of seven from deep, eight for 18 shooting, just one turnover. Nice night for him. Same can't be said for Austin Reeves, who did have nine assists, but five turnovers, had a couple of sloppy turnovers, uh, a number of sloppy turnovers, and four of 12 shooting. Not Austin's best night. Again, the nine assists kind of saved the day a little bit, but wasn't a great night from Austin Reeves, but a nice bounce back from Rui Hachimura. 17 points, seven boards, seven of 11 shooting, three of four from deep. Rui kind of MIA last game against the Warriors. That was just last night, but Rui had a nice bounce back in this one. All five Lakers starters in double figures. Nobody off the bench got the double figures for LA. Lots to get into from this one. Oh, by the way, Victor Weminyama. He's good. Almost a triple-double. 27 points, 10 boards, 8 assists, 5 steals, 5 blocks. 10 of 11 from the free-throw line. I mean, that's that's just that's insane. That's an insane stat line. And that's what Victor Wemanyama did. Wow. He's really good. Really, really good. All right. Let's get into this. Get into some of your questions and comments coming in here. In the chat. We'll start here. Andrew said, how fun was AD versus Wemby? Braun raises the team to a new level. Really need him. Also, Brandon didn't dunk on him. That didn't happen. Malachi Brandon did have a really nice dunk. It was on LeBron. LeBron went right back the next play. And I think he scored on it. But um, yeah, it was a nice dunk. You give him credit. You give him credit. Uh, Our guards slash perimeter players got a box out. Defense has to be better. Dinwiddie. Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie was another one that just didn't have a great night. I mean, 0 for 6 for 3. One rebound, one assist. Was still plus 21 on the night. But in 24 minutes, Dinwiddie 0 for 6. One rebound, one assist. And that's it. That, that That's it. That's, he committed one foul. Kind of a disappearing performance here for Spencer Dinwiddie in this one. Now, uh, we do need to add, though, that Dinwiddie, um, as far as his impact, he's supposed to just be out there to kind of be a facilitator, be somebody who can handle the basketball, who can get you into some stuff. And he did that. But you'd like to see him be able to hit some of these shots. Missed a few that just did not look good. Um, So Spencer Dinwiddie, not his best performance on this one. But um, really, I think the Lakers are kind of back to where they were last year, where you had that three-guard rotation of D'Lo, Austin, and and Dennis Schroeder. Now, Dinwiddie is in that Dennis Schroeder role. You need two of those three to have a good game on any given night. Dinwiddie's still trying to figure some some things out. Did not have a good game. Neither did Austin. Against a better team, this could very well have been a loss for the Lakers, but against the Spurs, you can get by. You can get by against the Spurs side with this. Um, Let's get into this one now. Chat, let me know what you think. The superstar of the night. A.D.? LeBron,
0: who gets it? Superstar of the night.
1: Superstar of the night. Who is it? Who gets superstar of the night for this one? I'm seeing LeBron. LeBron. A lot of LeBron. Yeah, I think it has to be LeBron. Again, excellent performance from him. I thought he pushed down on the gas pedal when he needed to. 13 of 22 shooting. Seven boards, nine assists, one steal, 30 points. LeBron James plus 21. And that's not to say Anthony Davis had a bad night and AD didn't have to play in the the fourth quarter. Anthony Davis did some nice things out there. But LeBron James was excellent in this one. And it felt like it was easy. Like when the game got a little bit close heading into the fourth, LeBron just went, well, I've got this. No worries, everybody. I got this. Came out there, just calmly made a few plays, made it happen. It's nice to see. LeBron James not have to really exert himself. It was despite the numbers. It was an easy 37 and nine for LeBron James in this one. And he is very deserving of superstar of the night and did help the Lakers get that win. So that was great to see LeBron James getting the job done for the Lakers. Uh, Plenty other things to get into. But first, I want to let you guys in on a little something here. I put it out there on. Uh, the community section on our YouTube channel. And this gorgeous Magic Johnson signed jersey. We're actually giving this away. We're giving this jersey away in conjunction with Sleeper. All you have to do is use the link in the description, sign up for Sleeper using our link, use our code LakersNation, make a deposit, and you are automatically entered to win this Magic Johnson jersey, we're going to announce a winner. We're going to randomly pick a winner next month. So, again, you can use the link in the description down below. Head over there to Sleeper, sign up, make a deposit, you and uh, you will be entered to win this Magic Johnson signed jersey. I grew up watching Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson was my first connection for the Lakers, to the Lakers. So, I am really excited to do this. So, yeah, check it out. Signed Magic Johnson jersey that we're going to be giving away. Hopefully you guys go enter and get your name into the mix there. All right, let's see. Ree said, how realistic is the sixth or fifth seed for the Lakers? Well, let's take a peek at the standings right now coming off of that win. And by the way, I will, I will say, say, before we even get too far into them, I don't think it's that likely for them to get the sixth seed or the five seed. I I wish it was. I think it's going to take a lot to get there, though. But I just don't think it's all that likely that they're able to uh that they're able to get that. Now, this is what I'm looking at right now with the NBA standings. Here's how things uh currently sit. The Lakers right now in the nine seed. They are two and a half games back of both Sacramento and Phoenix for the seven or eight seed. They are three games back behind Dallas. For the sixth seed now. Uh, and then three and a half games back of the Pelicans for that five seed. So is it impossible for them to get there? No, it's it's not impossible. And the Suns losing tonight definitely helped. And this is a rarity in that the Lakers actually got a little bit of help around the NBA. The Pelicans lost in this one and the Suns lost tonight as well to the Rockets. So that helped. That helped the Lakers out. Has not been happening very often so far in the last few weeks. I've been tracking it over on X at Trevor underscore Lane. And more often than not, the teams the Lakers need to lose games, they're not. They're winning. More often than not, they're winning. The West is tough. But it's not impossible for the Lakers to make that run. I think realistically, though, the Lakers, they're probably looking at the 7 or 8 seed. Sunday's game against Phoenix, getting a win there would certainly help their cause force a loss onto the sun's record, a win onto the Lakers record, but they have a really tough stretch. The Lakers do. I've been talking all about it. The Lakers have a really tough stretch coming up. Um, they're in the thick of it right now, all the way through March 16th, he gets bookended by the Warriors started last night against the Warriors. And then it goes again against the Warriors to close things out on March 16th. They're in a tough stretch right here. I don't know how many wins are going to be coming their way. If they can go on a run during this stretch, that will be incredibly impressive. And that would bode well for them to move up in the standings, especially because they see Sacramento twice in that. They also play Phoenix, but it's tough. I don't, I I think most likely they, at best case, are maybe like contending for the eighth seed by the time the dust settles. That's where the way I'm seeing it. I wish I could say that they could move up further, but I just don't think. Don't think that's going to be in the cards this season for the Lakers. And that doesn't mean all is lost. That doesn't mean that they can't make a run this year. That doesn't mean that they can't do some things in the playoffs. They definitely can. I just think they're going to have to battle their way through the plan in order to make it happen. That's what I think is going to happen here for the Lakers. All right, let me get to our next comment here. Patrick said, how many players would you like to have for the playoffs rotation-wise? And who are Darvin and your choices? Okay, so an eight- or nine-man rotation. Yes, that's probably what we're looking at uh, for the postseason. Now, obviously LeBron and AD are part of that. They're going to be part of that rotation. From there, D'Lo, Austin Reeves. So that's a four-man rotation so far. Rui, that's five. Hopefully, fingers crossed, Jared Vanderbilt. That would be six. So now we're looking at a couple more players. You're probably looking at Torian's in the mix there. So there's seven, a couple more. Dinwiddie probably gets into the mix as well. And then uh, we'll see about Cam Reddish. Can he come back? Can he be healthy? And that's that's probably the Lakers rotation right there. That's probably it. Now, I didn't mention another big. Jackson Hayes could get some spot minutes here and there. But come postseason, like AD is going to play a lot. He's going to be playing 40-plus minutes every night. So it's uh, it's going to be a thinner rotation for the postseason. I think Torian will get minutes there. I don't think he's going to get the lion's share. Or at least he shouldn't get the lion's share of the minutes. Rui should get minutes. I hope Jared Vanderbilt can come back. He should get minutes. But guys like Max Christie, Jackson Hayes, um, those guys, are going to see their minutes squeezed a bit come postseason. And if Spencer Dinwiddie doesn't figure some things out, he could see his minutes cut down a bit. It's still early. He's still learning the Lakers and all that kind of stuff, but he's had one decent performance and a couple that weren't so great. So hopefully he can get things going, though. But that's the way I see it. That's the way I see it in terms of the Lakers rotation right now. Uh, I know people are asking Gabe Vincent. We haven't heard yet about Gabe. We don't know. What his status is? is he healthy? Will he be coming back? We don't know at this point. Um, last I heard, and this is sources telling me that the Lakers see it as 50 50 that he comes back at all this season. So I'm not counting Gabe Vincent coming back as a-, a definite at all. I know we heard early March that was a few weeks ago from Jake Fisher. was early March? Gabe Vincent could be back. We'll see. There's been no update so far. No update either on Jared Vanderbilt unless maybe something else uh, comes out of the, the post game tonight. We'll see. If Darvin Ham mentions anything about it, but up to this point, it's been silence on Jared Vanderbilt and on Gabe Vincent. Both guys, not a lock to come back. And between the two, I think it's Jared Vanderbilt is the guy that they really need to come back. You've seen it. I thought the Lakers defense was not great tonight. And they had some moments. They also had some moments where the Spurs were just bad and threw the ball away. But the Lakers' defensive rebounding was atrocious. They gave up a lot of offensive rebounds. You need a Jared Vanderbilt back in there. You need him back. Let's see what else we've got. Uh, Joseph said, Superstar of the night is LeBron for giving AD the fourth off. That's a good point. Like LeBron really got it going. In the fourth quarter, just scoring whenever he needed to, as LeBron does, and AD got to kick back and relax. And given that AD played last night and LeBron didn't, it's only right that LeBron made sure that Anthony Davis uh, got to rest in the fourth quarter, made that happen. It was great to see. It was great to see. And again, not logging those heavy minutes on AD. And I thought he was very productive when he was out there. Again, 28 and 13. AD was great. AD was great in this game. And again, he had, made, had moments where he made Victor Wembanyama look like he was standing still. Couldn't stick with him. So it was a great performance from Anthony Davis. And he didn't have to play the fourth. Love it. That's exactly what you want to see against the Spurs. The entire game didn't exactly go according to script. But AD not having to play in the fourth was a nice surprise given the dread we all felt late in the third when suddenly it was like a three-point game at one point. Yikes. Lakers played with their food a little bit tonight, but we'll take the win. Danico Williams said, well, it was a win. Felt like it should have been by 30 plus points, though. Yeah, that's that's fair. Look, the Spurs, I, I think with Yama, the Spurs have a bright future, but they made a lot of mistakes tonight on both ends of the floor all over the place. It was tons and tons of mistakes, which are, is to be expected, but There were opportunities for the Lakers to win by more. Uh, Can't give up offensive boards like that against the better teams or it'll be trouble. The offensive boards were, it was hard to watch, right? I mean, seven offensive rebounds for Jeremy Sohan, 16 offensive rebounds on the night for the Lakers.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
1: Man, I I mean, for the the Spurs had 16 offensive boards. Not good. Not good to give up that many. And here's the concerning part. That was a problem for the Lakers earlier in the season. At the beginning of the season, they really struggled with giving up offensive rebounds. Teams were crushing them with second chance points. And now you have a team come out like the Spurs and dominate you in that area. That is concerning. That's something that's got to be fixed. And part of that is, You could use Jared Vanderbilt back because he would help clean that up a little bit, but also the guards. And my goodness, Austin Reeves, I know he already had a bad game and I don't want to pile on him too much, but how many times did he have where he didn't box out, didn't put a body on anybody and gave up an offensive rebound? It was a frustrating game in that regard. In fact, I don't want to give away my master lock too early, but that was the most frustrating part of the game for me was watching how many offensive rebounds the Lakers gave up to the San Antonio Spurs. It's not realistic to, to think that you're never going to give up an offensive rebound, but so many times they gave up offensive boards that they just didn't need to. It was needless. It was just laziness, lack of effort that we saw giving up some of these boards where the Spurs just went for the ball and the Lakers did not. Uh, those kinds of things have to get cleaned up because, again, the Spurs were a team that makes that make a lot of mistakes. That's part of the reason why they're bad. Better teams that don't make those mistakes. This won't be such an easy game. And I mean, if you go up one tier, you go up one tier in terms of quality. Like, let's say you did this against the Rockets. If you did this against the Rockets, you could probably lose that game. Yikes. That's a little concerning. But again, again, there was a win and we'll take it. And there were some super fun moments. So it's not all doom and gloom, but that one aspect, yeah, it's concerning. They've got to figure that out. All right, let's see what else we've got here. We do need to get into the Next Man Up Award as well. Sublime, great band, said, is Dinwiddie being utilized properly? I think not. Like, are you really worrying right now about how to utilize Spencer Dinwiddie? Like, is that is that the goal at the moment is to optimize Spencer Dinwiddie? Probably not. Right now, it's more about Spencer Dinwiddie adapting to the Lakers more than the other way around. So I'm not worried about are the Lakers optimizing Spencer Dinwiddie. Right now, it's about learning. The Lakers are learning Spencer Dinwiddie just as Spencer Dinwiddie is learning about the Lakers learning about what they run, where guys like to get the ball, all that sort of stuff that they now have to try to fast track. So I think he's getting minutes. He's getting opportunities. And whether or not he's being utilized correctly, I honestly, I don't really have much of a sense on that. I'd have to go back and really look and see, should he be used a little differently in these spots? But I don't think Spencer Dinwiddie is the kind of guy that you are trying to scheme around or you're trying to generate specific things for. Yes, he shoots better from corner threes than his other threes. We've seen that over the course of the season. And they did generate uh, some looks for him tonight. But I don't think you're necessarily focused on optimizing Spencer Dinwiddie right now. Right now, it's the feeling out process. Figure out what he can bring for you. Figure out, Dinwiddie has to figure out where he fits into everything. And then you kind of make some tweaks and adjustments as you go. We're still very early in this with Dinwiddie coming on board the Lakers. And again, there's going to be some ups and downs. So I'm definitely not out on Dinwiddie. And I'm also not looking at the Lakers saying, what are you doing? You're not using this guy right. I don't think you need to worry too much right now about optimizing Spencer Dinwiddie at the moment. All right, everybody. Let's do it. Let's do this. Star in your role. The star in your role. Of the other guys, who's the best? Not LeBron, not AD. Who had the best game out of everybody else? I've got an idea here of who should get it. And really, there's two guys, I think. And I'm seeing them all. I've got Andrew. That's cheating. He put them both. (laughs) Rui and (laughs) D'Lo. If we had to pick one, if you had to pick one, who are you giving it to? To run down the stats, Rui Hachimura, seven of eleven shooting, three of four from deep, seven boards, two steals, one block. It was a really nice block. Had a really nice up and under as well. Seventeen points. D'Angelo Russell, eight for eighteen shooting, three of seven from deep, six assists, twenty two points in thirty five minutes, three boards, just one turnover, for. Uh, D-Lo. Who gets it? I've uh, got D-Lo. Rui. D-Lo. D-Lo. d D-Lo, 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 Rui. Yeah, look, it was a great bounce back for Rui Hachimura. I liked what we saw. But I got to go D'Angelo Russell. There were big moments where D-Lo made a nice play, made a nice shot. He had the mid-range shot going. The Spurs were giving him that. He knocked those down. And I thought defensively, that was where I was most impressed. And that isn't something I always say. But D'Angelo Russell, there were a number of plays where he used those long arms. I talk about it a lot, but sometimes it's easy to forget. He's got a 6'10 wingspan, and I thought that was noticeable in this game. He was able to cut off some passing lanes with his long arms. So I'm going to go D'Angelo Russell. I thought he had a really strong performance in this one. It was not a blow-up D'Lo game where he's just you know taking these heat-check threes. But he was very productive, very efficient and gave the Lakers exactly what they needed uh, tonight. So this was a really nice performance from D'Angelo Russell. I liked what we saw from him. Credit again to Rui Hachimura as well for having a nice bounce-back game that we saw the kind of stuff you'd like to see in the three-point shooting, three of four from deep. Can't complain about that. Rui, D'Lo, both fantastic. If I have to pick one, I'm going D'Angelo Russell. At Mamba Mentality says, Jackson Hayes played well as a backup today. I thought he did. You know, one of the things that Jackson Hayes gives you that other bigs can't, at least not the way that Hayes does, is the quick feet that he's got. His ability to run the floor as a big is better than most of the bigs in the NBA. And we saw that tonight. We saw him uh, sprinting down the floor, getting dunks because of it. He was 4 of 5 shooting, 4 boards, 1 steal, 8 points in 19 minutes. He did commit 4 fouls during that time. But I thought Jackson Hayes, and I, I think Jackson Hayes overall over the last few games, has been giving the Lakers something, and he's been good on the offensive glass, had another two offensive rebounds tonight in this one. It's, it's nice to see. It's a nice resurgence from him. There was a point where I was looking at Jackson Hayes saying that he's not playable. I mean, there was a, a stretch there where Jackson Hayes couldn't get on the floor. He could not get on the floor without fouling. He would just foul and foul and foul into legal screens. He couldn't do it. You couldn't put him on the floor. And so to see the success that he's having right now, He's an energy guy that's coming in. He's fighting for offensive rebounds. He's throwing down some thunderous dunks when teams aren't paying enough attention to him. I like it. I like what we're seeing out of him. Now, does that mean he's a great player? Does that mean he's a world beater? Does that mean he's even a playoff rotation guy? No, probably not. But compared to where he was a month ago, I like this Jackson Hayes that we're seeing right now. All energy, all effort, helping out on the boards doing what he can out there. I think we're seeing some good things out of him. And remember, Christian would do back about two weeks. We'll see him back, and then maybe he can get back into that big rotation as well. But for right now, Jackson Hayes doing a really nice job. So I like seeing that. All right. Let's get to this. Joseph said, I just think with Ham at the helm, we can't win. Notice anytime the Lakers pulled away by 10 to 12, Pop called the timeout. Rotations are awful. Why not at least try to use Windler and Mays to see if they can get it going? Love the channel, guys. Hey, well, thank you very much, Joseph. I definitely appreciate that. Um, as far as Ham at the helm, the Lakers can't win. I'm kind of torn on that because we did see in the playoffs last year in round one against Memphis and round two against Golden State. Darvin Ham made some really good choices against some really good coaches. Taylor Jenkins, Steve Kerr. And I thought Darvin Hamm actually outcoached them in those series. So I'm not even upset with, with Darvin for that. I thought that Darvin did uh, a, a nice job in the playoffs in the first two rounds. The third round is where things fell apart, and he tried to run the same lineup that he used to beat the Warriors against the supersized Nuggets, and it didn't work at all. And that that's on Darvin. I mean, that was a strange decision from the get-go, and yet he did it. So, what Darwin are you gonna get? Are you gonna get the Darwin that's creative and and helps get you through those first two rounds, or are you gonna get the guy that makes decisions that are i mean hard to defend? And I don't mean hard to defend like the offense is so good. I mean hard to defend like it's hard to figure out what he's thinking. I mean, earlier this season, the Lakers ran a five man starting group with no guards, no guards on the floor, and not much shooting to speak of I, I don't know so. Do you feel super confident? No, but I think we have seen some positives from Darwin too. And there is some hope based on what we've seen in the past that he can indeed make some, some solid choices in some high-pressure moments. And we saw that last year in the playoffs. So hopefully that continues. But the rotation's being awful. You know, there's a lot of guys out right now. I have a hard time criticizing the rotations at the moment because so many guys are out. But as far as Wendler and Mays goes, like, Mays has at least shown something. Windler, I can't say, has really taken advantage of his of his opportunities. They'll get some minutes in garbage time, but you went and got Spencer Dinwiddie for a reason. And if suddenly Mays is getting minutes, we're like, what, three games into the Spencer Dinwiddie experiment here? If Mays was getting minutes over Dinwiddie, who is has been a, a, a good NBA player for a long time, that would be very surprising to see. So the arrival of Spencer Dinwiddie kind of took away the opportunity there for Skylar Mays. If Dinwiddie continues to have games like this where he's 0 for 6 and can't get anything going, maybe at some point the Lakers do go back to Skylar Mays. But that's not what I would expect to to happen because that's not who Spencer Dinwiddie has been over the course of his NBA career. I trust that at some point things will click with him and the Lakers. All right. Let's get to this one. Prediction for the Lakers' next 10 games. Oh, the next 10 are tough. Okay. Gosh, this is, uh, it's brutal when you really look at it. So here's the next 10. You go Phoenix, the Clippers, the Wizards, Denver, OKC, Sacramento, Milwaukee, Sacramento, Golden State. Oh, that's rough. Okay, I'm going to say they go 5-5. Five and five. I, I I really feel like that's probably best case. I'm going to say they go 5-5. Five and five. And I'm going to say the five wins, I'm going to say they get it done Sunday against Phoenix, in Phoenix. That's tough. I'm going to say it's Phoenix, it's the Wizards, OKC, one of the Sacramento games, and then Golden State. That's what I think. Those are the five wins if I had to pick. That's tough. That's tough, though. Sublime says 10-0. I like it. I like it. I sure hope they get 10-0. By the way, guys, those of you joining over on YouTube, smash that like button for me. Hit that like button. Let's get this out to as many people as we can, please. Yeah. 10-0. Hey, I love it. I love the confidence. Love the confidence. But, uh, this is gonna be a tough stretch here. It's gonna be a tough stretch. I'm gonna say though, I'm gonna say five and five. I'll say five and five. Some people saying, have some faith. Look, I hope they go six and four. I hope they go seven and three. I hope it happens. That's just me looking at that and saying, I think it's probably a five hundred stretch. That's what I'm thinking. It's gonna be. All right, let's see. Dante DiVincenzo's goofy haircut said, Wemby was sent by God to shut MJ and Braun fans up. Okay, let's let's pump the brakes there, right? Like, we're somehow anointing Wemby the GOAT, the greatest of all time. That's what you're saying? When you're saying shut MJ and LeBron fans up? Like, that's the the argument between LeBron and MJ is for the greatest of all time. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. LeBron and Michael Jordan have done unbelievable things in this league. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Wemby looks great. I think he's going to be great. We're nowhere near that just yet. Alicia said, why is Cam out so long? We need his defense. So, okay. Cam Reddish. I think burnt toast said trevor's a nice guy but his ability to recognize sarcasm is cringe i got it was sarcastic i just felt like playing it straight up there um alicia why is cam out so long so cam Reddish, some good news right he got upgraded to doubtful for tonight's game and while that meant he wasn't going to play in tonight's game that's a good sign that he's progressing um last we heard from darvin ham last night and maybe we'll get another update tonight But last night, Darvin Ham said that Cam Reddish was still in the ramp-up process. And that's why he wasn't playing against the Warriors. But that's a good sign, too. That means that whatever doctor's clearance he needed, um, he was able to make some progress there, right? And, uh, yeah, I know he was questionable yesterday, but he got downgraded to to out. He got left as doubtful. And then um, I thought that was a good sign that he's getting... Taken from just being out to being at least doubtful. At least it's a possibility that he's going to play. So in terms of Cam, the he's in the ramp-up process. Whatever clearance he needed to get in order to begin ramping up, obviously that's happened. Now we're going to see him coming back, I think, pretty soon. Wouldn't shock me if he was back Sunday. Um, it could be another day. I think the Lakers could use him on Sunday. You need long limb defenders to throw out Kevin Durant. So it'd be nice if Cam Reddish can come back for that one because he was doubtful for this one. Typically what happens is you go doubtful and then the next game, it'll be questionable. Then sometimes get upgraded to probable. And then he goes, I think we're going to see him listed as questionable for Sunday's game against the Spurs or against the Suns. And the hope is that he gets upgraded from questionable to in or questionable to probable to probable. That's what we want to see with Cam Reddish. I hope he's back Sunday. If not back Sunday, I'd imagine it'll probably be by that next game. That's what I'm looking for. John said if the Lakers go 10 and 0, you have to wear the gold Lakers polo. I don't have a gold one. I do have a, a purple one though. I'd be happy to wear that. Sure. I I will wear a tell you what, if the Lakers go 10 and 0 over this stretch, I'll wear I'll wear a Lakers jersey rather than a collared shirt. How about that? I'll wear a Lakers jersey if the Lakers go 10-0. Very happily, if they do that. That would be amazing. They could pull that off. Um, Happy birthday, D'Angelo Russell. Matthew Velasquez says, absolutely. Happy birthday, D'Lo. That's right. Kind of had to pick D'Lo for the Star in Your Role Award, right? It's his birthday. Got to give him that. Got to give him that. All right, here we go. Oh, that's right. So uh, said, Dianico, I mean, said RIP Lakers statistician, Doug Mann. Yes, we saw the the tribute to him. Uh, John Ireland tweeted about this uh, day before yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, passing away a longtime Laker Lakers statistician been around uh, around the game forever and unfortunately passes away. Uh, not, not not obviously the news that they wanted to see right now. So, yes, definitely. RIP Doug Mann. Uh, Damien said, I'm from uh, Australia. My favorite rugby league team was at the game tonight, met Magic, and did a jersey swap with them. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. They were able to do that. They're playing a game in Vegas soon. You should check out our football. Well, little known fact, I actually, years ago in college, ran one season of a youth rugby league. Now, I will admit, I didn't know much of what I was doing, but... My job was, I was a a sports director. I ran sports programs for kids, including the junior Lakers. And uh, we tried out a rugby program for kids. And again, I can't say I picked picked it up very quickly, but I did do that. And it was fun to watch. It definitely was. But um, I will admit, I don't fully understand rugby. But it is interesting. All right. Before I get into the master lock of the night. I do need to give a shout out to our sponsor. And that is sleeper. Again, I mentioned that magic Johnson Jersey use that link in the description down below, sign up for sleeper, put in a deposit. You are automatically entered to win this very nice signed magic Johnson Jersey. You can check that out and let's make some picks here over on sleeper real quick. We'll do a couple of them. We'll do a couple of them. Let's start off. It it almost makes me feel Sick to use it, but it's on sale. So I got to go more than 0.5 points for Jason Tatum. Unfortunately, though, he's a Celtic. Hate seeing that. But we'll give it to him. Let's go with our old friend, Josh Hart. 12.5 rebounds and assists against Boston. I think the Laker in Josh Hart is going to shine through. And he's going to get that done. Josh Hart, I'm going to go more than 12.5 rebounds and assists. You know that guy can definitely. Grab boards. Josh Hart is one of the best rebounding guards in the NBA. Love that. And then let's go here. Jalen Suggs against a not very disciplined Detroit team in steals and blocks combined. 1.5 Jalen Suggs. He is a pest. I'm going to say he gets more than 1.5 steals and blocks combined. Those are my picks that I'm going with again, real quick here on sleeper. We got Josh Hart. We got Jason Tatum. Download that sleeper app. Use our code LakersNation. You get a $500 deposit match, and you get entered to win that signed Magic Johnson jersey. Make sure you guys check them out. Then you can play right alongside us here on the show. All right. Let's finish up. A few more questions. But first, everybody's favorite segment. What annoyed you most from this game? What are we putting in the Master Lock tonight?
0: Master Lock of the Night.
1: The Master Lock of the Night. Chat, fire it off. What are we master locking from this game? Oh, the plop already fires it off. Dylan Brooks, he always gets master locked. Although the Rockets helped out the Lakers tonight and beat the Suns. So we'll take that. But Dylan Brooks gets master locked. Chat, what else are we master locking? Oh, Malachi Branham master lock him for Duncan on LeBron. Yeah, that's a good one. Ooh, Austin Reeves it was not, was not his best game. That's for sure. It was just a sloppier game than you would expect to see out of Austin, Austin, five turnovers. Yep. That dumb shot clock challenge thing. That was really weird, right? It ended up being kind of a double review. LeBron, Uh, Wemby contests LeBron, blocks the shot, but also gets arm on it uh, or gets his hand. And the refs first go and review to see whether or not it was a shot clock violation. And that takes them a little while. And then the Spurs decide to challenge after spending time to see if it was a shot clock, clock violation or where the clock was at. Then the Spurs go and challenge that it was a foul. And then they win the challenge. And the whole process took forever. It was a mess. Never seen that before, though. Like doubly reviewing the same play first for the clock and then for the foul. Let's see what else we've got here. The Lakers three-point defense. Now, part of that was was scheme, right? Part of that was Jeremy Sohan. Okay, we're going to leave him wide open. That was part of it. That that was definitely part of the, the issue that we saw with the Lakers. But overall, there were a number of times where the Lakers didn't really close out from three. So I agree with you on that one. That's a good one. But for me... As a lot of you are noting right now, it's the rebounds. 16 offensive rebounds to the Spurs. Didn't like seeing that. Didn't like seeing that. Too many offensive rebounds given up. A lot of guys just missing box outs. That's the kind of little stuff that matters a lot. And against a better team, that could have caused a much bigger problem uh, for the Lakers. So the box out specifically the 16 offensive rebounds that they gave up. That is getting the master lock of the night for me. All right, guys, we'll do a few more and then uh, we'll call it a night on this one. Do appreciate all of you for joining. All of you coming in over here on YouTube, everybody coming in over on X on Facebook as well. Thank you guys for joining. Super dope. Hip hop (laughs) said you're 21. LeBron. LeBron. One thousand two hundred forty-six points. Year twenty-one. Dirk, uh, Dirk KG, Vince Carter, Parrish Willis, one thousand two hundred thirty points. Um, yeah. Look, uh, LeBron—he's unreal. Is that the, that's his point total for the season? I'm assuming. It's unbelievable the things he's doing at thirty-nine years old. It's incredible. And we shouldn't overlook that. Shouldn't overlook that. All right. AD is the real deep boy said, can you or Sean do film breakdowns again? Huge fan of the work you guys do. We'd love to. And Sean's great at those. The problem is when we do them, they tend to get flagged by YouTube, like almost immediately the second I upload them. And I think that's just because we're we're a bigger channel. I know there's some channels that can kind of get away with it. Like they obscure the screen and stuff like that but being a bigger channel, like as soon as, if I use any NBA footage, it automatically gets flagged uh, by YouTube. And I wind up having to like cut out that section and stuff anyway. So we haven't done a lot of of film breakdowns there. We may do some stuff like that where we're just using a different platform. Maybe we'll do it over on playback or, or wherever, but that's, that's been a problem. That's why you don't see us use like game footage or anything like that, because we don't want to, you know, run afoul of, of the rules or anything because it is copyrighted material. So, That's the the issue with that. Um, All right, everybody. We will have Sean's post-post game show starting up in just a few moments. So make sure you guys stick around for that. Thank you guys for joining me here tonight on Lakers Nation Live. Appreciate you all. And uh, nice win for the Lakers. We'll take it. Now, big game coming up. Sunday afternoon, early start time, 1230 Pacific on Sunday against the Phoenix Suns. Big one. Lakers need to get that win and close the gap that much more in the West. Thanks again, everybody, for joining. Till next time. See ya, and stay safe.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.